Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 316. I think there's somewhat of an epidemic in the creative and entrepreneurial space. It's honestly more of a mindset epidemic than anything else, where the creative and entrepreneurial minded often get held back by the belief that an idea has already been done, or a market is too saturated, and that they shouldn't jump into a space they're interested in pursuing because too many people are already doing that thing. It's the, it's already been done argument, and I really want to address it because the truth is, pretty much nothing is original in the business world. And guess what? That's okay. In fact, it's more than okay. I see so many people with ideas and dreams procrastinate and put off getting started because of this very reason. Someone else is already doing it. And I think that if we really dig a bit deeper behind that excuse, because it does happen to be an excuse, there's something even deeper. That person who's already doing it, People often think, well, they're probably better at it than me. They have a bigger following than I do. They'll reach more people than I can. That becomes the undertone beneath the argument that it's already been done and the reason why you never go on to pursue that bigger dream on your heart. It's not only that we think industries are oversaturated, it's also that we think we won't measure up to what's already out there when we feel that inkling of a desire to jump into something new for us. I hear about it all the time when I meet people at events or when they slide into my DMs with questions. There's always some sort of question along the lines of, well, how do you stand out in the online education space when there's so much noise? Or how did you become so successful in wedding photography when there are so many wedding photographers out there? What did you do differently? And the thing is, what I did differently is everything and nothing. Whoa, back up, right? Like what I mean is showing up and teaching others based off of my experiences is not a totally new concept. Becoming a wedding photographer is nothing novel either. But the way in which I show up, the methods in which I marketed myself, the systems I implemented, those are what gained traction and led to my growth and development in becoming a more well-known marketer and educator. Are the online education and photography industries, quote, saturated? 
Well, yes, yes, they are. And so are blogging and book writing and influencing and medical and law and restauranteur and real estate industries. Guys, everything out there is saturated if you think about it. Like every field has hundreds of thousands of individuals working to stand out and impact others. But you don't see medical students feeling wishy-washy about their future as a doctor because there are already so many doctors out there, right? So today, I want to hit this belief on the head and flip it upside down. Because if you've been held back by the fear that something's already been done or a market is too saturated to simply enter it, I want you to know that your individual approach, your unique background, and one-of-a-kind experiences have never been utilized and they never will be utilized if you keep falling prey to this lie. There is enough to go around. There is room for you at the table. And by the end of this episode, I hope you truly believe that too. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Grammarly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com slash Gold Digger to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting Gold Digger. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts. Get it for yourself or gift it to someone you love. Get $20 off when you subscribe at storyworth.com slash gold digger. One of the major things I've learned as I've built my business and stood alongside so many other badass entrepreneurs who could technically be my direct competition is that there's no such thing as competition especially if you truly believe everyone brings something rare to the table. Many of you know two of my dear friends are Amy Porterfield and Rachel Hollis. I've also attended masterminds and often exchange advice and ideas with the likes of Ed Milet and Dean Graziosi and Lewis Howes. And I'm not just name dropping to name drop, but I'm doing it only because these guys and gals could definitely be seen as my immediate competition, right? Like they're all in the online education and marketing space. A few of us even have competing courses, and yet we are all killing it with impacting our audiences and constantly leveling up our businesses. If you've ever listened to a podcast episode from any of us or followed us on social media, you'll see that we have totally different approaches to how we share and what we bring to the table. Like you could learn from any or all of us and you'd learn different methods, different ideologies, and hear different stories that might resonate in a different way to help you learn our systems. Even if you just look at Amy Porterfield and I side by side, we sell similar courses and probably have a ton of overlap in our audiences. But the way that we teach and the stories that we share are different because guess what? We're different. We have different experiences growing up, different families, different education and career trajectories. And all of that is apparent in the ways that we educate, impact, write, speak, inspire, and show up for our people. So what is your secret sauce? 
not to get all Mr. Rogers on you, but what makes you special? What makes you uniquely you? I found that sharing those parts of us that make us stand out as individuals is what really endears people to you, no matter what industry you're in and no matter how saturated it is. I mean, if you've ever been on my website, One of the first things you're going to see is my secret sauce quiz, because I have realized that so many of us were so close to our genius or we're we're so close to our secret sauce, the thing that actually sets us apart and makes us stand out from the masses that we don't even realize it's special. So if you have never taken my secret sauce quiz, literally go to secretsaucequiz.com. Take it. It'll connect you to a bunch of resources and just help you to feel like you're seen and heard and noticed and elevated. Get really detailed with your story and what makes it different than others because it is different than others. There is only one you. Even the littlest things that you might think are weird or silly or unimportant can actually help you stand out. I mean, that's kind of how I became known as the yoga pants and the mac and cheese girl because I'm obsessed with those things and I've been obsessed for them for so long and I made it well known in my content. And guess what? All of the other yoga pants lovers and mac and cheese eaters out there had something small to bond with me over, even if they weren't necessarily interested in marketing or photography. I mean, the things that I find so boring and basic about myself are honestly the most relatable things. So don't discount yourself as being too boring or basic because those are likely the things that people can actually relate to and see themselves reflected in your story. Your story and experiences and background make you into something nobody else is. Even if you want to pursue a similar business idea that you believe has already been done again and again. There's this book called Steal Like an Artist, and it's all about this notion that nothing is original. And I love this quote from it. It says, every new idea is just a mashup or a remix of one or more previous ideas. I think that really, in order to move past the belief that you can't do something because it's already been done, you have to embrace that. Guess what? It has been done. But what you bring to the table is novel because of your individuality. And it's unlike anything else that anyone is currently offering to the industry that you likely want to enter into. I think to take this idea one step further, it's important to take that concept about mashing up and remixing ideas one step further. What are the gaps in your industry? What's not being talked about or covered in the space that you want to pursue? What do you find yourself searching for in disbelief that there's not more info on it? If you listen to my episode about how I created my newest course, the Podcast Lab, in seven days, you heard me talk about the big why behind making that course. I found that there were only a few other courses out there that teach you how to launch and run a podcast, but I found a hole that I knew I could fill, which was how to profit from podcasting. When I launched a course, I could position it as a truly new idea because nothing like it had been done before as far as I had found. That gap in the market is a magic spot that you should be searching for as you look into your idea that you've already seen done before. Take an inventory. What's out there? What's missing? What do you know that isn't being shared? And what are people searching for and coming back empty on? At the end of the day, almost everything has been done already. But finding the areas that haven't been addressed or targeted is a way to serve your audience and your clients well because you'll be approaching the issue or topic from a new standpoint. It's also why niching down in your industry is so powerful. When you're trying to serve everyone all at the same time, you actually end up serving no one well because your net is cast too wide and no one really knows who that offer is for. 
Take your grand idea, narrow your focus and find ways to solve some problem that isn't commonly addressed or create a solution for something that's been glossed over previously. This will also generate a community of people who have been seeking out answers in that specific realm and paint you as an expert, which is super cool, right? Now, while we're on the topic of working from existing ideas, I do want to caution you and mention that there is a huge difference between borrowing a concept or idea and totally stealing it. Plagiarism is no joke, and I've seen it in droves in the online space over the years. The difference between borrowing and copying is that if you're just taking someone else's idea and using it verbatim and only changing a few small things like a line or two of copy or swapping out your design colors or a different brand name, for example, it's a huge no-no. I know you guys know this, but we have to note this. We have legal counsel on staff because of how often our content gets plagiarized. So please don't hear this and just take everyone else's stuff to make an epic mashup and use this as a challenge to create what isn't readily available out there today. The goal is to take inspiration from others and then make it completely your own. Take what worked for you. Teach what didn't work. Add in your secret sauce. Complete the process and make it yours. While no new idea is completely original, it also should not be completely stolen from someone else either. You can borrow and pivot and combine two or more different concepts and recreate and repurpose and throw your own unique and special spin on it. That is totally fine. But never, ever, ever, ever just rip off an idea straight from someone else and call it your own. Cool. I know you wouldn't do that, but I just had to mention it. Becoming a mom made me think about my legacy in an entirely new way. What will my daughter remember about me? What will she remember about her grandparents? I want to give her the gift of memories, and I'm so glad I have StoryWorth to help me share these with Coco for when she gets older. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts. I started with my mom last year. I gave her a StoryWorth subscription for Mother's Day, and each week, StoryWorth sends her an email with a question about her life. Then she replies to the email with her story, or she can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number. They ask questions like, what did you hide from your parents as a child? And what was the neighborhood you grew up in like? All of these stories are private and only shared with family that you choose. And after that year, my mom's stories were bound into a beautiful hardcover book. It's already a special keepsake for our family. And I cannot wait to start one for Coco with stories all about Drew and I. Get $20 off when you subscribe at storyworth.com slash gold digger. That's storyworth.com slash gold digger for $20 off of a StoryWorth subscription. Grammarly is a staple on my team, and it's a tool we use daily to make sure all the content you're reading is not only grammatically correct, but it's concise and readable and composed with extraordinary vocabulary. Grammarly is a writing assistant that makes you look and sound smarter. They help people show their best self through written word and are available across platforms, including an online browser extension, desktop editor, and mobile keyboard checker. The free version looks out for spelling and grammar fixes to make your writing stronger. But Grammarly Premium, it checks those plus punctuation, structure, style within context, vocabulary suggestions, conciseness, and readability for different occasions. Imagine a world without typos while writing emails on your phone or polishing up your resume with better vocabulary to start 2020 on the job hunt. We use it on my team to check our Instagram and other social media captions because you know the internet loves to find a grammatical error and they never let you live it down. Head to Grammarly 
Grammarly.com slash gold digger to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com slash gold digger for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. Now, do you know Elizabeth Gilbert? I really want to get her on this podcast, but she's the author who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she also wrote a book about creativity that I honestly believe everyone needs to read. And it's called Big Magic. Like seriously, jump to Amazon or grab your Kindle and grab it right now. The premise is that we all have creativity inside of us, whether you're an engineer or an author or a chef or an accountant, we all get hit with ideas and inspiration, right? But some people just have easier access to finding an outlet for those ideas and pursuing them, while others might feel a little more stuck in the pursuit. Inside of the book, she talks about an approach to ideas that might seem a little woo-woo, but can I be honest? I totally love it and I subscribe to it. She says, just as our planet is full of animals and plants and water and people and microorganisms, it's also full of ideas. Ideas are an energetic form of life separate from us, but able to interact with us. Now stick with me here, okay? Now, Elizabeth's belief is that ideas aren't a material thing, but they do have consciousness and the soul will to be manifested. The only way they can come to be is by partnering with us humans, which is weird, but kind of cool, right? So ideas are always around us and they're looking for willing and available people to take them on. And this means all kinds of ideas, scientific, artistic, religious, and beyond. When an idea finds you, it does everything it can to get your attention. And you might notice, but you might not because our world is so filled with busyness and fast pace and noise and anxiety and distractions. Sometimes though, when you're still and relaxed, the idea can get through to you and start making itself known to you. It'll keep popping up when it can get through and keep attempting to get you to take action on it. She says the idea will show up all around you and so much of your daily life will remind you of the idea until you make a decision about it. And then you have two options. You can tell the idea no, and eventually it'll go away and find someone new. And no is not always the bad or wrong choice. Like sometimes you simply don't have the bandwidth or resources to take on a new idea. So you can politely let it go free and look for somebody else. She says no is the thing most people say to their ideas because we often have so much on our plates or things holding us back. So you could say no and the idea will move on or you can say yes. When you say yes, Gilbert says you've entered into a contract with inspiration and you must try to see it through all the way to its impossible to predict outcome. You can trust that the idea has chosen you based on your unique gifts and experiences because you just seem like the right person to bring it to life. Isn't that kind of amazing to think that ideas are these little life beings finding their way to us because we're a good fit to bring it forward? It might seem a little bit over the top, but in the book, Gilbert tells the story of an idea she said no to that ended up manifesting in someone else. She had an idea for a really obscure book without their characters and an unusual storyline that was set in the Amazon forest. The idea came to her one day and as random and weird as the story concept was, she thought it was a good book idea, but she didn't have time to write it. And so she told the idea no. The idea left her and she eventually forgot about it. Until she heard a couple years later about another author who wrote a book about a really obscure idea with similar out there characters and an unusual storyline that was oddly close to the one she'd been thinking about. And it was set in the Amazon forest too. Like coincidence? Maybe, but I like to think that her idea left when she said no to it and found someone else willing to bring it to life. 
Has this ever happened to you? Maybe you had an idea for some technology or a startup that you said no to at the time. And then maybe a few months or years later, you see it on Shark Tank or all over Instagram. Maybe it was a book concept like Gilbert's or a blog or an online business that you weren't willing to take action on at the time. When you think of ideas as living beings that choose you on purpose, it can become so much easier to trust and follow them, right? And to want to protect them and manifest them yourself rather than letting them find someone else. And even if the idea looks like something similar to what someone else is doing, know and trust that you can put your own spin and secret sauce on it to make it new and different and totally your own. Don't let opportunity pass you by. Don't lean on excuses for being the reason why you're not pursuing your big God dreams on your heart. At the end of the day, you can look at the fact that someone else shares an idea with you in two ways, as an excuse to not take action or as proof that there's a concept out there that's working and as a challenge to make your idea your own creative, unique, original to you. I'll choose the latter, and I sincerely hope you will too, because I'm sick of hearing all of these brilliant ideas that light you up from the inside out, followed up with the words along the lines of, but I'll never actually do it because someone else is already doing it. There is only one you, and you bring different gifts and perspectives and methods and stories to the table. The seat is waiting, so sit down and get to work and own it. So are you feeling more ready to take on your big idea that's been sitting in your back pocket because you're afraid it's already been done? Don't let the idea slip your grasp and go find someone else because I truly believe it made its way to you for a reason. You are wholly capable of making a difference, of creating something incredible and interesting and impactful. Don't let the belief that it's oversaturated or that it's already been done be the thing that holds you back because I can promise you that other people who are in the same boat and want to pursue similar things will continue to take action and move forward with their goals. You are not one to be left behind just because there's a fear of stepping forward into a space that's already busy. Your spin on the idea and individual approach is the thing that will make it stand out from the crowd and that's worth getting out there. If you're listening to this episode as we close it on out and you're wondering, what is my secret sauce? Am I really original or creative? Can I do something new? Head to secretsaucequiz.com. I promise to empower you and encourage you through the words that you will read. It takes less than a minute to answer a few questions and boom, your results. And I've been told that I am like Hogwarts magic with my results. Like, let me nail you down and encourage you and empower you to know exactly what your secret sauce is. Again, it's secretsaucequiz.com. It's one of my most proud projects that are out there. And I just want you to enter in tomorrow with the confidence that you can pursue your biggest dreams that are on your heart. It's already been done, but it's never been done by you. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I cannot wait to see what idea you tackle next. Thanks for listening to the gold digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.